Spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But, if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Real Review. My name is Kevin. And I'm John. And we are The Real Movie Guys. On today's episode, we'll be taking a look at Alita Battle Angel. A deactivated cyborg's revived, but can't remember anything of her past, and goes on a quest to find out who she is. Now, John, let's not beat around the bush at all. Let's let the viewers know at home something very important they need to know about you. This is extremely important, in my opinion. You hate anime. That's right. John hates anime. Now, me and him, we've had our conversations about it. I've taken him to see multiple movies, or one movie in particular... Uh, the live-action Death Note movie. John will never forget this story, I'm pretty sure. We drove, what, over an hour away? Because I wanted to go like see this movie. 15 minutes. He didn't even know anything about it. He didn't know anything. He was like, all right, I'll go, whatever. We drove all the way there. It was an experience for him, because he's oh not gosh. familiar with the anime culture. Unfortunately, John has the, the cliche notion of anime fans, where they're a little off the grid, if you will. So I think his, uh, his experience with that, and... I don't think you really enjoyed that movie overall. I couldn't tell. No. It was tough with you. I think there were things you did like, but you were kind of like, I have no idea what's going on, which which is fine. Um, yeah, so I was a little nervous when, we, when I said, let's talk about Alita Battle Angel today. <laughs> the fact that when we went to go see that movie that somebody had the Death Note book and was writing names down in it. That was a little creepy. Yeah, it's that was a little weird. weird. Again, we had a we had a weird experience. Maybe that's something we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> one day. We'll go a little bit deeper. John, now, what do you know about Alita Battle Angel? Do you know anything about Alita Battle Angel prior to this? Did you know it was based on an anime? No clue. No clue. Okay, Not that's fine. No clue. Well, it's funny because I really don't know much about this anime. It's one of the few... I, I feel... I consider myself pretty well-versed as far as different anime, manga. This movie... I know I've seen things of it in the past. I believe there was a short anime series, I want to say, in the 90s, 80s or 90s. I don't know. I remember seeing clips. I'm not going to say I sat down and actually watched it. I just remember recalling... I remember Battle Angel Angel Alita. It has another name, too. I, I can't remember the name off the bat. But, again, my familiarity with this movie is kind of little. I'm not going to argue. So, me going into this movie, I didn't have much of a backstory to base it on. Which... Sometimes, in my opinion, I think that works out a little bit better. I think you'll come out feeling a different way about a movie. When you go in with an expectation, I feel like that can maybe shatter your enjoyment or make you enjoy it more. It really depends. It works both ways, right? It's kind of like a seesaw. You, you really, it, it's, uh, There's ups and downs with both. But going to this movie, I didn't know much. And coming out of this movie, I really liked this movie a lot. I really enjoyed Alita Battle Angel. There's definitely some things i got to talk about as far as issues but overall i had a really enjoyable experience with this film interesting interesting okay i can't i can't say i had the same experience oh okay that, that's interesting all right i'm ready to go into this <laughs> before we even get into that there are some like behind the scenes things that happened with this movie before we even you know deep dive into our review robert rodriguez is the director of this movie now robert rodriguez in my opinion again this is my opinion He's a very controversial director. I can't say I've enjoyed all his work as a producer or as a director. So when I heard he was the director of this movie, that was a little off-putting for me. Because he can be kind of campy, kind of cheesy. 
sometimes his tone just doesn't land the way I think it should in a film. Originally, James Cameron was supposed to be directing. Now, when you tell me James Cameron, on the other hand, okay, the master of sci-fi himself, who does have his missteps as well. Avatar is not my favorite series. Please don't shoot me. I'm sorry. When you hear James Cameron's tackling an anime-infused sci-fi epic, then at that hand, I'm like, all right, I'm willing to get down. But then when I heard Robert Rodriguez took it over, my emotions kind of changed. Safe to say, though, I, I think maybe Robert Rodriguez was the right director for this movie. This movie has amazing world building. If nothing else, the whole idea and engrossingness I feel in this movie is second to none in a lot of films. This movie heavily relies on its world building to an extent where in order to understand what's going on in the movie, you have to understand the world. And the movie understands that. And it focuses a lot of time, maybe arguably too much time on that. But it's it's essentially very important to understanding how the up top works versus the bottom the class system, what people's jobs, what people's functions are, the the hunters, everything needs to be understood in order to understand the story. And this movie feels extremely engrossing in that regard. I love how they built up this city. I felt like it had great vibes of just a world that was destroyed and like this was the last thing left. Just the way it was put together with the people that were in it. Just like the culture that it seemed of like it was a whole bunch of different people from different places all. It kind of reminds yeah. you of like a New York City-esque yeah. skate. Like a, not not setting, but like aesthetic to where it's like a melting pot of different people. You know, have all yeah. these cultures, all these people. The name of even the fact that it's Iron City is fantastic to me because it feels like Iron City. It feels like rusty, raw, old, beat up, torn down, like post-apocalyptic Re- in the in the essence of rebuilding after a vast war, which did, you know, happen in this film. It really captures that. And I think even better is they keep talking about going to Zalem, the whole movie, which is the floating city above. That That's where everyone wants to go. They want to go to Zalem, you know, that, that seems to be the, the where you want to be, and that's where the elite are, the high class, the superior being. We never actually see Zalem, which I think is really cool. Now, that could be because there's, you know, hoping for the sequel in the future, but the idea of it still being so mysterious and unknown makes you really want to see what's there. Like, I, I like the, a lot of the movie, they keep talking about the Zalem, I'm like, dude, what the hell is there? Like, seriously, I, I'm like... Is it really that good? Like, what's 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 going on? Like, the mystery behind it, I feel like, is fantastic. I actually, I actually really enjoy not knowing what's there, for maybe down the line if there was an eventual reveal, because that builds such anticipation for what what's what they're trying to get, where they're trying to go. See, you know, what I thought it was funny too. They kept building this up, building mm-hmm. it up. I thought at the end mm-hmm. they were going to show this place, and it was going to be worse than the other place down there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like like an even ter- more terrible place than that's there. Right. Well, that, they were just trying to build it up to make it seem mm-hmm. like oh, it's well, the that best. movie. Yeah, this movie definitely has a commentary on like a class system, if you will. Which I I, I do I do appreciate that. That's always a nice little infusion to have. But like I said, overall, this movie, everything from the art style to the essential world building. Talk, like I said, talking about the hunter warriors and how their class system works, where they have to hunt down a target and you know kill them, they get the bounty. I like how all that's infused. You know, I, I really think they did an excellent job. If nothing else, uh, the world building is fantastic. Even with um, Motorball is essentially based off of other sci-fi. There's other sci-fi things that are very similar to Motorball. I think there was there a movie called Motorball. There was something like that a long time ago. I can't remember the name of it exactly, but it's very similar to like that futuristic feel. I know. I think I think it was Robert Rodriguez was discussing when he was talking about this film that. A lot of the motorball sequences are based off NASCAR, 
Like you get that feeling of that speed, that intensity. And you can definitely see that with some of the cinematography that they used when they were trying to capture that sport. Very adrenaline fuel. Some of the very some of the very best set pieces of the movie were definitely the motorball scenes. A lot of things for this, for me for this movie mm-hmm. were either hit or miss. Right. Like I, I watched this movie twice. Twice? Oh no! You really put some put some work into this one. Like I watched it twice in the period of a day. Each time I watched it, I had like a different like thing. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that kept coming back to me. Right. I don't know if it was such bad CGI mm-hmm. or how bad the robots looked. Like, not just the robots, but, like, the robotic people, too. They were just done so unrealistic, in a way. That's where I disagree with you. And so I'm glad we're getting into that. I think the character design is excellent in this movie. I also believe the CG itself is pretty well done. Watching this 4K Ultra HD as well, it it really pops. The character design... Now, I see what you're saying about it being unrealistic. Which is fine. You know, that, that that's to be expected. I think that works in this movie's favor for being so unrealistic to the fact where you have these giant mismatched cyborg people walking around and they're just very strange and odd. And I think the reason that works so well is because it's straight out adapted from anime. I mean, if you've seen any kind of anime, which John, of course, hasn't really met much at this point, (laughs) those are typical character designs, hands down. These are designs I'm very familiar with. And to me, I... I would say they're almost maybe nothing new. So it's interesting that you come from the perspective, like they're weird. And uh, I don't know what, you know, there's some weird designs going on here to me. It's like just another day. You know, I have seen a lot of these designs before. They're not too stunning, but I, I do think they are. I don't want to say that sounded kind of bad. I don't, let me get that across. I do like them. I think they're very well done, especially for maybe a more American audience. That's not too familiar essentially with that kind of design. There is one thing which I want to get your take on. So, the main character, Alita, she looks a little different, right? This is a big deal when this movie came out, that they were going to CG her face. They are going to CG her eyes, because her eyes obviously aren't normal. No normal person goes around looking like that. They actually CG'd her eyes to make them bigger and look more, have a more anime aesthetic. Now, what did you, not, again, not being an anime fan, none of that really impacting it, what did you think of that design choice to make her look so different? I thought it was terrible. Okay. The fact that now you're saying like her eyes were CG and everything, mm-hmm. like when I was looking at her, each time I looked at her, I was like, "You just look too fake for me." Like I know this is a movie, right? And I know like sci-fi movies are supposed to be like out of this world, like different, right? But that to me just seemed like a bad choice. Like I didn't like her eyes. Okay. Her face kind of seemed like you know how when like they take like a piece of canvas and put it over steal the bust or whatever they do right it almost seemed like that now see i completely disagree with you on almost all those counts right there i actually really like that design choice for the eyes not so much that it's anime influenced but it adds adds something different to her character that makes her stand out from everybody else you're under this assumption she's supposed to be this literal battle war tested warrior with unlimited potential and power so what do you do to make her stand out besides being an excellent fighter is they made a design choice to make her eyes look that way it can be off-putting i think initially it was for me when i first saw it i'm like i don't know what are we doing here what's going on with this but the fact that it actually adds a level of exoticness to her character to where she doesn't look like everybody else she stands out if anything i would say i think there's other things that make her more special but it makes her her look, her identity and look 
look extremely different and stand out to me. So the next thing I want to get into is the actors. I think there's a lot of really good acting work in this movie. You have amazing seasoned actor Christoph Waltz playing Dr. Ito. Christoph Waltz saves a lot of this dialogue in this movie because this movie has a lot of exposition, which we're going to go into. There's a lot of explanation. There's a lot of just talking and explaining and going into mechanical details. And, you know, Christoph Waltz can read the phone book and that thing's going to be interesting to me. That was the best actor you could have picked. He's caring. He's compassionate. He has that strong relationship when he goes into the scene where he explains, you know, the loss of his daughter to Alita and how he gave her her body. I think it's fantastic. It's detailed. It's character rich. Again, Dr. Ito, he's a he's pretty badass too. When he has to fight, you know, he's, he's kind of silly. He looks kind of silly at times. Again, his character looks like when he's wearing his hunter, hunter warrior costume, it looks like he almost stepped out of a like, comic book. He's got the big trench coat with the hat. <laughs> he's got the giant like hammer with the engine at the end of it. I think that's really cool. I think he looks, he looks fun. It's an interactive design. Again, Christoph Waltz, man, they picked a great actor to play like the father figure character. And then paired with him, you have Jennifer Conley, who plays Kyron, who's his wife. And they don't have many, they don't share many scenes together, right? They, they really don't. But the ones that they do, I feel like are really strong and impactful. Uh, Jennifer Conley's a really good actress. I think she's, you know, she's always been excellent in the past films she's been in. She brings like a seductiveness, almost like how did Christoph Waltz, you know, how is that his wife? Good for him. Seriously, I guess at that point. But she she brings an actual layer. And I think how they both deal with the loss of their daughter is an interesting parallel to what's going on with Alita. To how, you know, she's becoming their, his new daughter and she kind of doesn't understand it. And But now they're starting to see the relationship build. Also, like, her, her wanting to get back to Zion so bad. And then Dr. Ito ripping out the little crystal that was in his head saying, you know, I don't want to be like them anymore. I, I denounced all that. I'm I'm not like them. I'm not that aristocrat. But she so desperately wants to get back there to cling on to whatever life that she had prior. Get very good parallels, very good character development. Other characters we have, Alita herself. We can't really forget the girl, the main girl here. Rosa Salazar plays Alita. And she's fantastic. I think she did a really good job. Now, I can see some people saying some of her line delivery is a little stiff and maybe a little cheesy. Would you, I think you would agree more with that. Yeah. Now, I see her character as this, and I want to know what you think. So, her character, she she's essentially reborn, right, at the beginning of this movie. So, through Alita, we learn this world, because memory loss is, is cliche. It's such a cliche trope, but I get why we need it. It actually, it, it's one of the better ones to use, if anything, to where... It doesn't seem too out. It is. It's again. Some of the exposition is off-putting, which we will. I promise we'll talk about it. And the information dump can be a little much at times. But the reason we're not just being told because we're the audience. We're being told because Alita needs to be told, right? So through that understanding, both the audience and the main character need that information. So it's not just out of left field and someone's like. Oh, by the way, I hate when they do that, by the way, or as you already know, I hate that phrase, as you already know. If I already know, then why the hell are you telling me that again? This movie doesn't do that. Thank God. It, it really doesn't do that. It has to tell Alita everything for the first time. So as she's experiencing it, we're experiencing it as well. Alita's evolution from a young girl to a mature woman 
is one of the highlights to me of this movie where we see her so naive and loving and caring for no for no reason at all really but she's also this badass warrior on top of that i think is really fantastic it deals with a lot of that female evolution if you will to where again she's young and naive you know she gives her heart to hugo just because she loves him she's so carefree and loving she's almost kind of like the shining beacon in this kind of dark world where everyone's negative down on themselves. They, they hate where they are. Alita doesn't care. She's just looking for that human interaction. A lot of people even, I would say, this movie came out around Captain Marvel when that first released in theater. There was a lot of comparisons between Brie Larson and Alita as far as who is maybe the better female protagonist. Hands down, Alita's ten times better than Captain Marvel. Hands down. To where she's a good example for young girls to, even though they have to explore themselves and mature and find themselves in a world where they are different. Every you know young girl is different and everyone is, no one's the same. So I think that's a really great message to send to young women. Excellent. Again, excellent overall. A couple other characters who are a note, in my opinion. Uh, Marshala Ali is in this movie. He played Vector, who's one of the villains. Didn't get much to do. But I thought his presence was still very felt, especially when he's being possessed by Nova, played by actually Ed Norton, which was another big actor that was kind of a surprise in this movie that he was in it. Uh, The scenes where he had to display possession when his eyes would change blue, I thought those were really well done. He definitely captured that, you know, again, maybe not nothing special above the, the average, you know, mafia boss grunt who promises things to people. But I thought he did a, you know, pretty excellent performance. Uh, You had Hugo, who was played by Keenan Johnson. Maybe he was the weaker actor of this film. Uh, I thought he did okay. His dialogue really felt stiff. I feel like he just didn't go maybe that extra mile that I was looking for that I felt like some of the other actors were bringing to the table. Especially the scene where he finds himself in a robotic body at the end of the movie and he's trying to climb to Zion. I felt like... I felt there should have been more desperation in him. If anything, it felt too casual. I was a little off-put by the casualness of that situation. Other actors, of course, uh, Ed Screen, who played Zapan, did a good job. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley, what can I more can I say about him playing Greshwika? Awesome. Again, a lot of good, a lot of good character actors. Uh, overall, like I said, I really like the character. A lot of memorable characters, in my opinion. Honestly, I thought most of the characters in the movie were played very right. well. Like I could understand their their character in a way. Okay. There's just some things that in this movie really made me like question the whole movie in general. Okay. All right. That's, just that's based fair. on like some of the things that like almost like I've seen movies like this with the same like almost thing, the same same outcome, the same reasons that they're doing it, and I thought that this movie should have done straight away from that and done better than that. Okay. Well, I have a couple more positives, then I promise we'll get into the negatives. The action scenes are fantastic in this movie. The action's off the wall. And that actually ties into my other positive that's about this. Just It really does capture the essence of anime. This movie really feels, for the first time, I can say, out of a lot of the movies I've seen that are anime-inspired, influenced, actual adaptations, looking at you, Dragon Ball Evolution, God, you're awful garbage... This movie really feels like a live-action anime. It really does. The action scenes, especially her fights with uh, Greshika, are fantastic. The scene in the bar when she's standing up to everybody and she's fighting. Just the, the motions when she fights Zapan. 
Like he's, he's, you know, talking all down to her, being all cocky. They're having their back and forth. And he goes to punch her and she just grabs him, flips him over. Like, oh my God, man. When that happened, I'm like, holy crap. This movie is stepping on another level. And then her actual fight with Greshika, where she puts the famous, uh, she takes the blood and she wipes it under her eyes. That's like the famous Alita look. Looks really cool. Just their fights overall are just fantastic. And all the action scenes didn't really disappoint. The thing I like is that it's fast paced action like you would find in anime at the same time though i can see everything that's going on all the movements all the shots that need to be seen are perfectly visible a lot of movies i have a lot of issue with the action where you can't i hate shaky cam where you can't see anything that's going on this movie does not have that issue it keeps everything in frame everything's fast paced the camera's right behind you right where you need to be when the action's happening it feels the best word you can use is fluid you know, as Bruce Lee says, it flows like water. This movie's action definitely flows like water for me. Well, even when they're playing the game, too, like, the shots of her taking out the other competitors and people are so well done that you can see each, like, what she does to each person. That I feel like it's done in such a great way where it doesn't seem like they stop to do it. Right. You know how, it's like, some movies paced. are like, right. Yeah, like, some movies are like, hold on, we're going to stop here, and then they're going to go, we're going to show you exactly what happens. No. This was like, it almost happened like continuous. It's fluid, right? It's extremely fluid. Like it's the, from the action, even the motorball scenes, you know, while we don't spend as much time with motorball as, you know, maybe some would like the same time, all those scenes are extremely fluid. You see everything that's going on. It keeps everything in frame. Just even the overall cinematography of this movie is extremely beautiful. Just from the wide sweeping shots of the city to the up close personal moments where, alita sharing a scene with someone uh, one of my favorite scenes actually while it may come off as a little corny is the scene with her and hugo where she finally becomes like a woman she gets her new body alita almost becomes herself when she gets her original style of body that was the armor that she that she would have worn when she was herself before that she was found she puts her hand up to him and he's like touching her hand like oh i can feel it and it just a sense of emotion you get from that scene i think is extremely powerful just the connections, especially in the cinematography plays a lot into that. Especially you see like his hand brush her hair, better cinematography than I would expect in this type of movie. So your favorite part going into the negatives, the biggest issue with this movie, and you can't ignore what the issue is. The biggest issue is there's just too much going on. It's too bloated. This movie is bloated to hell. Now the main problem with that is it wants to tell this incredible story, right? A movie really wants to, it, it's re- telling you how important it is. But the problem is with all this information dump and the fact that it feels so bloated is you almost lose, like you were saying earlier, the grand scale of things, right? Like as much as these little scenes are happening and they're really cool and they're really excellent. I don't feel, I don't see how they, I can't see how they tie into the overall narrative just yet. Right, I feel like I'm almost watching like like a chapter. It's almost like it, it kind of sticks a little too much maybe to its anime slash manga roots to where this is like a chapter in a story. I don't know if we're really leading up to what we need to by the end of this film. And I also feel like some of the negatives for me, like just mm-hmm. one in particular that I feel like a lot of movies do lately or have done or whatever. Vetner is there's always this one guy who's like the leader of the group right but he's always a weak character right where he's just 
where he's got so many strong people around him that make him seem like inferior yeah, to everybody like where the... he's amazing. Well, yeah, and that's always, the... <laughs> they always make it though. Like this guy is so powerful in this. And then you always see these guys and they seem a lot more weaker than you want them. To well, be. that's, that's fine. I don't agree with you on that. I mean, Vector is, he's the puppet. He's the puppet for Nova, essentially. That's what he is. You're made to think that Vector owns everything and does everything, but the reality is he's not the final boss. He's the mini-boss to get to the end. And that ties, like again, another issue that really ties into is really the end of this movie. Now, the pacing has always been breakneck, for better or for worse, throughout this whole film. The end, though, I got almost complete whiplash. I feel like it almost knocked my head off by the end of this movie where we went from her saving Hugo by taking his head off his body as he was dying, attaching it to a new body, her going to convict Vector, also confronting Nova, then Hugo climbing up to get to the top of the tower, then her losing Hugo, then her suddenly there's like this big time jump and then she's going to challenge the motorball so she can get to Zalem. You know, it's too fast. It's so rushed. The points where that should have been more care should have been given well it wasn't the parts i feel like a lot of people i could see maybe there was too much time given to the romance subplot which i guess there is there's a lot of time given to that even i would argue that's not as fully developed as i would like the movie the thing this movie clings to which is very dangerous i think it worked it worked okay it gives you just enough now it gives you just enough to care about this person just enough to care about that person for example just enough to give alita and hugo enough of a connection it doesn't give you more though right like i want everything expanded upon but the problem is there's so much going on so much story they have to tell that they don't have time they just don't they don't have time and motorball to an extent even though i praised motorball in this movie it feels like it didn't belong here yet like we didn't build up to motorball yet like they could have mentioned it but the fact that they had to include all these motorball scenes on top of everything it didn't feel like or it didn't flow organically in this film the main thing this movie was counting on was another movie i think it was i think this movie was the first chapter in what could have been a trilogy or you know whatever it would have been at that point so get all your information out now tell that story that way when we get to the next movie that's when we can cut loose and we don't have to go over that we can really dive into things that we need to but at this point as of this recording there is no second movie and I don't know if there will be. I think this movie didn't do well here. Uh, barely. I think it it did well overseas. It definitely did well over in the overseas market, but not enough to where, you know, after the Fox Disney acquired Fox, I don't think Disney has shown any interest. Uh, even though James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez are fighting for a second one. I don't know if we'll ever get that. I don't know if we'll ever get more expansion on the story. So with that being the case, that kind of leaves this movie in a weird spot, right? Because we're never going to get follow-ups on any of those promises. Especially that ending, which I, I think the ending, honestly, is a bit atrocious, in my opinion. Because especially you know you don't know if there's a sequel coming. So to just end on that big cliffhanger of her challenging, you know, saying to Nova, I'm coming for you. And then the movie just ending with a motorball race about to start. That didn't really do much for me. Well, also, too, like, I take it, too, with Alita and Hugo being together. I feel like you could have taken that out or just and added, like a character of like a girl that's like her friend or something and put that in there instead no of like the emotional kind of connection of like no i don't agree don't i sorry i I gotta stop you there you're entitled to your wrong opinion as i famously say i can't agree with you on that one the hugo alita dynamic is very important 
I feel like in this movie, especially with her again, her maturity into becoming a woman and becoming herself is very important. And it's interesting to see the parallel with Hugo, who wants to get the Zion so bad and he's crawl. I mean, again, I don't think it hit the emotional impact I wanted of him crawling up the, the tube to literally try and get there. But at the same time, that, that relationship I thought was pretty, pretty good. And like I guess it definitely helped build Alita as a character and maybe changing that. I don't think that would have helped her dynamic, especially at the end of the movie. I feel like Alita now is a complete character. Like, right. She's in her own right. Now we're ready to go. I hate that in movies when it feels like the first chapter, you know, if I knew something else was coming, maybe I'd be a little more lenient with that. But the problem is there, as of now, there is nothing else coming. I mean, we can only hope this movie has a huge cult following. This is a very popular film Especially for, you know, again, I think a lot of it had to do with the detractors of Captain Marvel at the time being the quote-unquote, you know, female empowerment symbol. When Alita really is, she's pretty empowering, I feel like, as a character. Especially because she has flaws and she builds to overcome them. So I think we're at that point where we're going to give our final scores. I'm going to give Alita Battle Angel an A-. minus. This movie had a lot of potential to be something more. I think this is probably the first true capturing of anime in cinematic history where I wasn't cringing. I thought the sci-fi elements were fantastic. The action was fantastic. The story itself, the bones of the story is fantastic. The information dump definitely hinders it from being, you know, being a perfect movie, especially because we don't have a follow-up. We don't have a sequel to continue this story as of right now. I mean, that could change in the future, I have to, though, admit, I have to look on this movie as itself for its own merits and what it's contributing as an individual film. And I think it does a lot. I think it really helped solidify, you know, that fluid motion of action. I thought Alita was an endearing character, an aspiring character, especially for young women. Fantastic movie, in my opinion. I, I, I dream of a sequel one day. I, I just don't know if we'll ever get it. John, where do you stand with this film? I give this movie a, a C. I don't think I liked it as much as you did. Well, yeah, if you're giving it a C, I don't think so. <laughs> but I didn't think it was... Yeah. I don't think it was terrible. Would I want to see a sequel? I mean, I don't know. I don't need a sequel, per se. Okay. Before we wrap up, now, do you think your lack of love for anime has influenced your review at all? No. No? Because I didn't know it was based on an anime anyway. Okay, there you go. So either way, either way I was just like... I'd be curious to see... You know, let us know in the comments. I'm curious. I want people to let us know. So my affinity for anime, I wonder if that influences my opinion of this movie. And do you think it detracts from John's by not being as fluent in anime? Do you think that has bearing on what we thought of this film? Or maybe we're both wrong. Who knows? Maybe we're somewhere in the middle. I, I don't know. I'm curious to see what you guys think, though. Let us know in the comments. John, where can the people find us at home? You can find us on YouTube at the real movie guys subscribe to our channel like our stuff if you do you can also find us on twitter at the real movie guy and you can find us on many podcasting platforms such as yes for your listening pleasure we are also available in podcast form at itunes spotify anchor google podcast overcast breaker radio public and pocket Casts. be sure to give us a listen at any of those fine places if you already are right now hey greatly appreciate it just search real movie guys we should pop right up. 
Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name is Kevin. That guy over there, he's John. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. We'll catch you next time.